0: What up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to the Laptop Chronicles. No, your ears are not deceiving you. This is another episode, you know, uh, pulling it back to back like Drake, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Much love, big shout out, you know what I'm saying, to my homie, uh, Corey, Baltimore County Favorite Podcast. He came through last night and, um, you know, we recorded um, the episode, you know, we were just talking about. Talking about life, things is going on right now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then we also recorded an episode for his podcast, featuring a regular guest on his podcast named uh, Norm Regular. You know, he's a rap artist of uh, you know from from here in Baltimore, and he's fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? Please go listen to his music. You know, he just put a just put an EP out. He's got a couple couple like singles out here and there, which are incredible. But this one. You know what I'm saying, like he's really proud of, I'm really proud of him, man, so You know, we recorded with uh, Norm, and he's fucking hilarious too, man, he's a good dude, good dude So please go, you know, check out his music, and um, yeah, man, you know, uh, regular, you know, housekeeping stuff Hope everybody's, you know, staying safe, washing their hands and all of that, man You know, I'm not gonna get too political, cause, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's fucking wild times right now but, you know, all you can do is work on, work on you, you know what I'm saying? I uh, read a, read a good book called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and pretty much, you know, says, you know, you got to focus on what you can focus on, you know, don't don't worry about what other, other people are doing, you know, don't, don't strive to be other people in, in jealous ways, you know, but, you know, focus on what you can and, and make things better for, for you know what I'm saying, your world, and that, and that's what we gotta do right now, you know what I'm saying, so, yeah, stay positive and all that, um, let's see, what else, yeah, I'm doing this episode by myself, um, just trying to get uh, my friend um, Amaya Desire to record, um, but you know, scheduling conflicts, she's still working, and she lives on the other side of the state, so, you know, just trying to, trying to get that together, but we're gonna do a part two, definitely going to do a part two, but for right now, you know, we're going to do uh part one of talking about erotic literature, you know, and I'm going to start, I'm going to start with, um, a main, the main jump off point for me, and, uh, I was about, uh, 13 when I read this book, um, I found this book on my mom's, um, no, wait a minute, I was a little bit older than that uh, 93, yeah, I was 14, um, so yeah, I found this book on my mom's bookshelf, and it's called Erotic Noir, um, which translates to Black Erotica, right, and, uh, the book was published in 1992, and it's an anthology of erotic literature that was written primarily, um, by Black authors, um, authors, um, it's it's a it's a lot of people, poets. Uh, let me see, journalists. They all contributed to this book. And you know, I was fourteen, man, going through puberty. Um, I think I just let me see, that was eighth, going to ninth grade. Um, so I had not had not had sex yet. You know, of course, I was hoping to, but just all these emotions and everything so i found this book and i think i I read it in record time you know i think i read it in like maybe three no i didn't read uh, it took me about two weeks to read it because it's about 500 pages but i never forgot that book never right and the reason i never forgot about the book is because At that time, like, the, the porn industry, um, there were, there seemed to be more, um, black porn stars coming in, um, let me see, what else, like, there wasn't, like, there was, there was a select audience, or, or select picking of things that, you know, we could draw from, and, and honestly i was 14 years old i shouldn't have been drawing from shit at all but um that's you know it just seems like you know that's when that's when the media age was was starting to make the change toward um digital things so video was changing um you know that was the early beginnings of the clinton era um so you just had you know i mean for me it was a lot of changes and so this book kind of fit into that, and and here's here's why it it's significant to me, right? So when it comes to like literature and and especially like porn literature magazines and everything, um, especially coming from the United States, you have the main like the main three, right? So you have Playboy, which is the industry standard right, and it's like, that's the upper echelon, that's the, the, the bar, like, Hugh Hefner, and, and the Playboy Empire set the, set the bar for, you know, everything from the, the pictures, the photography, the, the literature, the culture, like, Hugh Hefner set that standard, right, and then you had Penthouse Magazine, which was kind of in the middle, um, so, Penthouse, was actually created in uh, in the United Kingdom to compete with Playboy, right? So, the guy who started, his name was Bob Guzion. Probably saying that wrong. Um, but, he created Penthouse Magazine to compete with Playboy, right? Um, and then, on the far end of that spectrum, you got Hustler, which was created by uh, Larry Flint. Um, and it was popularized, he was popularized in the movie, uh, The People vs. Larry Flint with, uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, so, kind of across the board, you had those three. You had Playboy, which was, you know, bow ties and, and, um, the Playboy bunny, uh, Hugh Hefner, he had the smoking jacket, you know, you always see him, he always had eight, nine women on his arms. Um, his parties with Legendary, um, like, uh, let me see, oh, little fun fact, in Beverly Hills Cop 2, um, the scene where Axel Foley goes to the Playboy Mansion, if you stop it just right, you'll see Steve Carell, um from The Office and 40-Year-Old Virgin fame. He's in that. That's one of his first, like, early, early roles. Um, of course, it's not speaking part, but you got to stop it just right. He's in there. But anyway, um, so, yeah, you know, you have Playboy. And, and also, um, Playboy showed, or, or the Playboy Mansion, um, they used it in the episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, you know, Playboy is just always that, you know, even though it's sex, um, like, it was always a, a big deal who was Playmate of the Year. Um, you know, if, if there was a woman who became Playmate of the Year, it's kind of like she ran the, the, the modeling world, per se. You know, like the swimsuit editions and this and that. And you also heard it reported on TV shows like, um, oh man, I think it was called Entertainment Tonight what they would mention who was the playmate of the year or or such and such was playmate of the year so that kind of took the the for lack of a better term like the, the the grossness the nastiness out of um the fact that playboy was a a porn publication you know and then you know going to the opposite side you had hustler which um Uh, Larry Flint. He he actually, it 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 it's pretty cool to read um, about Larry Flint's um, rise to the top. Um, He started he started with eighteen hundred dollars. He was born in in Kentucky and he took that money. um, He borrowed it from his mother, and he opened up a bar, and from that bar, he opened up a topless bar, and then having a topless bar is where he started a a two-page publication about who was coming up, you know, uh, um, who was coming to his bar, things like that. And then from there, it just, it it took off, you know. Um, And kind of where Hustler became infamous was in, um, well, this this is saying um, his claim to fame, was in 1974, um, Hustler was the first publication to show uh, open pussy shots, right? Um, And then also, their their infamous claim to fame was that um, Jackie Kennedy Onassis, the uh, widow of uh, John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, um, a paparazzi had got pictures of her naked or um, on vacation. And sold them to Hustler magazine. And by publishing those pictures, um a million copies of Hustler, that edition of Hustler, was sold within a few days. So that kind of that kind of propelled Larry Flint and the the Hustler media um to like infamy. You know, so so of course you had Playboy on one side, you had Hustler on the other um, and then in the middle, you seem to have penthouse, right? And, like I said, a penthouse was created to compete with Playboy. Um, and they also have, uh, claimed to fame that it was the first to show pubic hair and full nudity and expose pussy and asshole. Alright? Um, so, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that Penthouse has, you know, they, that's their, they have a a claim to fame, um, a claim to infamy, you know, with that, um, and then also what, what made Penthouse different from Playboy was Penthouse set out to be more investigative, um, with short stories about government cover-ups and scandals, um, and there were contributors to the magazine, uh, such as James Baldwin, um, the great, uh, literary, um, Arthur in in our culture, and uh, also Isaac Asimov, another great literary uh, giant, and um, another person who was a big contributor to uh, Penthouse was was Dr. Ruth. Uh, I don't know if, if you all remember Dr. Ruth, but I do. Uh, she used to come on late, 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 and um, it used to be I won't say weird. Yeah, it was weird um, seeing this this old older german lady talk about sex in such a frank manner um but that's how she approached life like i, I read i read her um her biography and her approach to life is just you know in your face because you know a lot of things she went through she's a holocaust survivor um you know bounced around europe you know she a very she was she was very um she had that teaching spirit even um, as a youngster when her parents sent her away to get you know out of Germany. Uh, she went to an orphanage and she took care of the, the kids in the orphanage and she was like a teacher to them. So, you know, reading that, then it kind of clicked like, oh, that's why she didn't have a problem getting on TV teaching people about sex, you know, in, in the, let me see. That was late 80s. She probably had been on before then, but I remember seeing her on TV late 80s, you know, staying up one night and just flipping through the channels. And this was back when TV went off, you know, showing my age. But, yeah, a lot of TV channels went off. So to, you know, still see her on TV, it was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. You know, I'm, I'm up. You know, mom doesn't know I'm awake wait downstairs one, two o'clock in the morning, you know, whatever, but yeah, so, um, Penthouse set out to be more, um, more of a, like a common person, like a common, um, publication as well as a pornographic publication, right, um, and so through all of that, you had those main three, and not to say that there weren't other Publication. There was there was a lot of them, but me as a black person, um, you know, it it doesn't matter if you're if you're black, if you're Chinese, if you're Korean, um, if you're Jamaican, you know, it doesn't matter what your nationality or ethnicity is. A lot of us look to things that are common and familiar to us, no matter what it is, and if it's food, if it's clothes, if it's culture, you know, we we look to things that. You know are familiar to us and it draws us in and that's what i was searching for as i was coming up and starting to see sexuality for what it was you know um and, and some of the magazines that i remember um there was black lust magazine it was black tail um and then there was uh jet magazine which had the ebony beauty of the week um it seemed like everybody if you went to somebody's house, you know, whether it be your friend, your uncle, um cousin, whatever, everybody always had Jet magazines and the Ebony Beauty of the Week was always missing out of it cuz it was always on somebody's wall, somewhere somebody's wall, somebody's gym locker. Um so that's that's kind of that was the baseline you know for me it being black in the in the 90s you know when you hear Playboy penthouse hustler and then you got Blacktail and then there was um you know the Edge Beauty of the week um and that seemed to be it you know um side note Blacktail magazine is actually still being um it's not being pu- um, published but one of the models from who appeared in, in Blacktail um, her name is Miss Dynamite she actually is trying to revive it uh, she's got an Instagram page and she's got a YouTube channel where she she's looking to get in touch with old models and talk to them and you know it seems, seems pretty cool you know she, she's got a couple pictures up so that was very interesting to find out that um, that particular publication is not dead um, so it's still out there you know But on top of all of that, so when it comes to Penthouse Magazine, um, you had Penthouse and and like I said, they were trying to bring more stories into it, more news articles and things like that. But there was also Penthouse Letters and it was like letters written to, um, you know, the magazine and some of them just sounded like like sexually frustrated soccer moms. That's the best way I can put it. And it didn't resonate with me. I mean, like I said, you know, we look for things that are familiar to us. And that that seemed to be it. You know, there, there wasn't any, like, publications or anything or any writings or anything that I couldn't that, you know, that was, yeah, I won't say it was common, not that were common knowledge. But I was like 14, 15 years old. A lot of that shit wouldn't be common knowledge. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I stumbled upon this book and I just started reading it as a horny teenager, right? And it, it was more than just words on a page, um, you know, dirty words on a page. That it, it was more than it, it captivated me. The writing, it was, it was elegant, it was um sophisticated, you know, it it was a lot of things, um, and it was an, it was an, or it not was, it is an anthology, um, with, um, poems and haikus, um, short stories, um, all of that is packed into this, into this 500 page book, and it's written in 10 parts, and, it's pretty cool because, like, you know, when you, when you read it, um, if you have Amazon Kindle, it's available, Amazon books, whatever, you know, please, please get the book, read it, you know, but, you know, it starts off, there's foreplay, and then you have the 10 parts, and they all seem to be, like, part one, all of the, um, literature that's in is kind of, you know, fits together, and, you know, after part 10, you have afterplay, and it's, it's now, as an adult, you know, I'm like, damn, they really put that shit together, you know, pretty cool. Like, I see where they were going, see what, you know, what they were doing with it. Um, but there's, uh, uh, let me see, the editors of the book, uh, Miriam Costa willis Reginald Martin, uh, Roseanne P. Bell, and it's a whole lot of, of people that contributed, um, like Kalamu Yasalan, Ravon Romney, Audre Lord, um, and a whole lot more. And you know, I I encourage you, you know, please get the book because if you like reading, especially from um, a, a, a perspective that's not as I won't say watered down, but it's something that a lot of people can identify with in different ways. You know, like I remember. Um, a couple years ago, when the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing took off, and you know, it, it seemed I'd never heard of it, but it seemed to start with the book, with a series of books, and then you know that that series of books translated into the movie, and it translated into a, into a phenomenon that a lot of people seemed to catch, and you know, they wanted to, it was it was a world that they wanted to be a part of. A lot of people wanted to open up in that way. And that's the power of books. You know, that's the power of, of what that author did. And in the same way, these people that contributed to the book Black Erotica, that's what it did to me. You know, it, it captivated me. It, it, it mesmerized my mind to the point where I've never forgotten that book. And a lot of times when I write, Um, no matter whether I'm writing a poem or I, I mostly write short stories, um, but writing those stories, I think, I always think back to what that book did, you know, how that book was put together, um, you know, paint, paint a picture, paint a story, um, you want to give, you know, I, I always think to myself, um, write it. know I I try not to leave too many details out but I don't want to you know put too many details in because you know I don't want to bore anybody but I, I always feel like it's better if you give somebody a rounded picture so they can connect the dots you know and that's that's always how I felt reading that book you know there wasn't a piece that was missing it was like no matter what author was writing, you know, whatever I was reading from, you know, whoever the, the author was, there was nothing missing, um, it was, man, it was just an amazing book, and then there was, uh, another, another set of books, uh, there's an author named Eric Jerome Dickey, um, he wrote, uh, let me see, I picked up his book in back in 2000 yeah back in 2000 and he wrote um, some some fiction uh, based on let me see number one his characters um, the stories took place in the Caribbean um, St. Thomas Antigua one of those islands um, but his stories took place down there and it, it was it was great reading, you know, it was, it was about, uh, I think the ones I was reading, it was something about a hitman, and the sex scenes that he wrote about, same way, you know, it, it like, it puts you there, you know, like, you can see it, you know, you, you can imagine it, there was nothing missing, it was like, it wasn't, it didn't seem like, you know, right, his writing would be, oh, you know, these two characters came into the front door, and, then they moved to the bed and had sex. He, you know what I'm saying, he talked about the in-between. You know, maybe they came in the door, they stopped in the kitchen, got some champagne. Um, maybe they fucked on the kitchen counter. You know, maybe they snatched each other's clothes off on their way to the kitchen. Um, you know, somebody dropped a glass and it broke, but that didn't stop them. Um, and then on their way to the bed and into the, the bedroom, you know... It, it, it was just a complete picture. And that's always how I've, I've, you know, approached my writing. And so, I'd have to say, you know, Black Erotica and Eric Jerome Dickey is what, is who I aspire to write towards. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, if, I mean, I think of my writing just like podcasts. You know, um, I do use... uh you know, I use the app, and it it tells me when, you know, people listen, like, hey, 10 people listen, or 20 people listen, and I'm all the way grateful for everybody that listens, but if I put out an episode, even if I did the podcast itself, and, like, one person listened, or, like, two people listened, I would still do it, because I love it so much, you know, and, and that's my approach to writing. I, I write, I have quite a few writings, and, um, I let a couple people read them, but a lot of times I just keep it to myself, you know, but I do want to put, I do want to put this anthology together, you know, I want to, I want to get together with a couple people and just see if we can just collaborate and just put our stories together and say, this is what I got, you know, I'm bringing these 20 stories in and somebody else say, well, I got, I got five poems and, and 12 stories, you know, whatever. I I I think that would be cool to put something together um and to to publish a book. And also because um you know, pu- publishing a book is a lot easier nowadays. Um I remember back in the days it seemed like it, you know, if you published a book like you had to be like that person, you know. But nowadays with with the way the world works you know you can get your media out there in uh, different ways. You know, and you can do it yourself. You know, direct to consumer. Um. So that's another reason I want to do it. You know, and 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 it's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna happen. If I'm just gonna keep writing and writing and writing, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a book out. You know, stay tuned, man. I'm not I'm not gonna bullshit you about it. I'm really gonna do it. You know, cause I like writing. I like. You know, bringing the, the imagination to it. A um, little bit of my experiences. And, you know, some ways, you know, some of it is fiction. But some of it might be a little true. It's, it's based on... Some some of them are... Uh, <laughs> uh, based on true events. Not based on a true story. You know, it's, always listen to the wording. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot. Okay, so... And talking about... um literature and everything um i was hoping to do this with somebody um and, and it's still gonna happen you know believe me it's still gonna happen because this shit is pretty cool but if you get on youtube and look up hysterical literature um it's by a channel by the guy's name is clayton cubit um it's all one word c-l-a-y-t-o-n-c-u-b-i-t-t um but just type in hysterical literature. And it is, let me see, I want to say it's about 10 episodes. Um, let's see, 3, 4, um, 5, 11, 12. Okay, it's 12 episodes. And, and see, it, it came on, let me see, I first got one of it like uh, 2020, about seven years ago when it first started. And what it is, is there's, uh, it's all women and they're sitting at a desk and underneath the desk, they, somebody is holding a a wand or something, a vibrator on them and they're reading and as they're reading, they read until they have an orgasm and it is fucking amazing. Amazing because it's probably, because it's, like, sexual in a non-sexual way, you know, and I think that's, that's always, like, dope, like, one of my favorite, um, sex toys is, like, a a princess plug, because, like, you never know when somebody has it on, has, has one in, you know what I'm saying, like, I be on Tumblr and Twitter, um, and then, you know, somebody, you know, a woman, will, you know, take a picture, she'll be out at Walmart, you know, they'll, they'll be doing, you know, she'll be, you know, risque, you know, you know pictures and everything, and she'll, you know, take pictures picture, lift up her skirt or something, and she got one in, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty dope, and that's the thing about this hysteric, hysterical literature, it's the same thing, it's like you're watching it, and you can see the buildup, and you can see, like, them fighting through it. And then, finally, the emotions just take over. But they're reading, uh, like, regular books. Um, they read different... Um, it doesn't say what they're reading. But, yeah, man, check out Hi- historical literature. You know, you never know when when an episode like that, you know, like a little interlude is going to pop up on the Laptop Chronicles. Yes, it's going to happen. It's pretty dope because I just want to see it for myself. But... Um, yeah, that's it, man, you know, please check out Black Erotica, um, there was a 20th anniversary of it, um, they had an event, it was in February, I didn't know about it, I was just, you know, doing, doing my, uh, Google, my Google searching, and my researching, and all of that, and came across it, and in the end of February, they had a 20th anniversary of it, I don't know what the but the outcome of it was... I mean, they may not have even, even had the event. That's when, the, you know, Corona stuff was was starting to ramp up. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to find some literary circles, man. I'm going to link up with some people and, and we're going to put it together, man. We're going to put this anthology together. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to get with um, Amaya to, you know, pick her brain about putting out a book. You know, definitely want to know what that process was for her. Um, and check out her book, it's called Midnight Confessions, um, it's on Amazon, um, can't think of anywhere, that's where I got it from, so yeah, get on Amazon, check out Midnight Confessions by Maya Desire, and then check out, um, Black Erotica, um, and then there was also another publication that I started reading, hold on just a second, uh, it's called Dark Arrows, um, and that's actually put together by Reginald Martin, one of the contributors for um, Black Erotica. So he seems to seems to like erotica. So I'm definitely gonna uh, look for more of his writing. But yeah, man, you know, put down the well, don't don't put down the phone just yet. Keep listening to the podcast. But you got some, you know you got some free time. Grab a book. You know, I'm I'm old school. I, I gotta read the book. I gotta I gotta feel the pages turn. I tried to read a Kindle. I think I lasted about maybe twelve pages on a Kindle, and I I just couldn't do it. Um, definitely can't read anything on my phone. This shit's too small. So yeah, I need the I need the pages you know to turn. I need to be able to fold the page down where I'm you know where I leave off. Um, I'm I'm. You know, I need a pen so I can write in margins and things like that. Especially history. If you come if you come to my house and you go through my history books, I got notes on top of notes. And I ain't even in fucking school no more. And I still be taking notes on history shit. But that's just because that, that history just, uh, man. Like, if you want to see me catch a hard-on, take me to a history museum. And, oh, man, I nerd out in there. Shit just tweaks my nipples <laughs> But yo I'ma get out of here man Um Once again Thank you for listening You know what I'm saying Make sure you check out Uh Baltimore County Forever Podcast Uh Rob Brown Sugar P- Podcast Shout out to Stacy. Um Another podcast that Had me fucking rolling man Was uh That was shitty Um With Angie B Check her out man She's fucking hilarious man I'm yeah, yeah, just just listen. Um Norm regular. Listen to his music. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not saying that to to you know big up a, a whack rapper. Um side note, shout out to this dude on Twitter. He said he put up, he was like, Yeah, my cousin's a rapper and he's absolutely trash, but I stream his music on different devices so he can get his his uh streams up and um it man people were listening they were like yo you're a good cousin because that shit is absolutely horrible he's like see i told you but you know this is not the case with norm norm is fucking dope we need you know more more rap like him out there so norm regular listen pay for it go get it support that brother you know um stay safe man keep your head up you know just, you know, everything is, is opening up, man. Keep your keep your third eye open, you know. Don't don't let the don't let the government, man, you know, push us into, you know, and push you into into something, you know, in, into a way of life that's gonna be all bad, you know. Because Right now we're hanging on by a thread. Keep hanging on, keep fighting, stay strong, you know. Um, and no nothing note, you stop rambling. Um, get the fuck out of here and i'm gonna go right that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go right so laptop chronicles did back-to-back episodes and i'm out stay safe peace